Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts. What's going on? It's Matt. What up, what up, what up? It's Andrew. So we are, you know, the, the last little remnants of not E3 have just kind of been trickling out like in a, a slow dribble. As of recording, um, it's officially not June anymore. So I'm saying not E3 is officially over. Is yeah, but 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 is it? But is it though? Like I mean, yeah, technically the ones we're covering today still happened in July, but like, mm-hmm. you know, they're sorry, yeah, June. Duh, I'm, I'm I'm all I'm all mixed up. Um, Time isn't real. And that that's and that's what we're going to get to as well because we're going to talk about just the we're going to kind of reflect a little bit on on this whole experience and it's kind of been uh it's it's definitely smoothed some wrinkles in my brain. So Well, I've gained uh, a whole additional wrinkle set in my brain. I've expanded really? beyond. <laughs> You're expanding your consciousness. Okay, well, good for you. You added folds. Good for you. Good for you. Like I, in most I, anime, I it comes you. through great tragedy and pain. <laughs> yes. So yeah, no games without the without the struggle involved. Um, but yeah, so we we had we had two two uh, uh, showcases, two direct, two, from two little Nintendo. salt sprinkles by Salt Bay Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Salt just giving still us still relevant in 2022. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, for charging exorbitant prices at his ridiculous restaurants. Um, with with bad food, yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, probably ridiculously oversalted. Because I mean, that's probably the yep. only seasoning. Yeah, he uses is salt. But uh, yeah. all right, uh, we're gonna jump right into it because <laughs> it go it coincides with our you know, speaking our, our heated salt. gaming moment. Yeah, it's like yeah. Say Matt is is definitely yeah, super duper salty. Uh, <laughs> but the first one that they that Nintendo deigned to give us, you know, after basically being entirely absent from the rest of the proceedings, was a uh, was a dedicated direct for Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So before before we get into Matt, your thoughts on what was actually shown there, I skimmed through it yesterday. Yep. But like. Um, uh give it what's been your experience as as you know because this it's coincided with you know the, the you know at least the um the advertised uh, ability to pre-order and and get and, and get your copy but so how, how's your experience so let's <laughs> listeners might remember about three episodes back i came on with the same level of salt and angst because Nintendo decided that they were going to limit the special edition launch of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to the My Nintendo store. And by doing so, their website, when they originally did this back on like June 1st, um, crashed near immediately at the immediate influx of everyone trying to flood to their page on the day that they opened the pre-order window. Uh, it was like 30 seconds before the site had just completely started a crash loop and like nothing, nothing on the website functioned anymore before they shut it down. And they came out like five hours later while the website was still crashed. We're like, hey, guys, bless hands. We're sorry. We didn't realize this was going to be such a problem. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do this so again. Our, our notoriously shitty Internet infrastructure, you know, like who could have thought that there would have been a problem yeah. here? Well, we're going to. We're going to do this again. We'll let you know when <laughs> and we'll be better. It'll be better this time. Bless hands. We promise. We promise. We promise. You and trust do, us, right? Do you think, do you think they're like store devs? were just like watching that happen in real time. Just like, all right, start, start the stopwatch. We got about 20 seconds. You know, if I, 
still at all. My understanding of people who work in information technologies uh, or IT, you know, as we call it, uh, they probably saw what was going to happen and then all just took a break at the exact same time and just disappeared. Like, time to want to be on the receiving end of what was about to happen because, yes, Nintendo did come back and they're like, hey, you know what? June 30th, guys, bless hands. Uh, we're going to institute a queue system. You're going to come onto the website. We'll tell you when. We'll tweet it out before it happens so people can get ready. Uh, they can get logged in on their, you know, my Nintendo page and whatnot, get all their payment info preloaded so it's re- nice and seamless. Uh, you know, we'll do it June 30th. You know, bless hands. You know, everyone, okay. That could go wrong. Okay, Nintendo, I, I trust you. I believe you. Let's do this. And then it comes. Well, there's your first mistake. Yeah, right. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's, you know, the age old, uh, you know, idiom, you know, it's like, you know, fool me once, fool me twice. Like who's really to blame here? Oh no, everyone, everyone's involved. <laughs> this is a, this is a, a failure of everybody involved. Um, June 30th rolls around. And what's the first thing that happens? The store opens with no tweet to let anyone know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. I find out from a Reddit post that was posted like three minutes before I saw it. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'm still here. Maybe I got a chance. You know, it was a no tweet to let us know, but whatever. We're just going to get in there. We're going to do it live. All right. I open the website. It says I'm in line. It says I'm in a queue. Gives me a number. Tells me a time. Uh, you know, th- an improvement. These are things that like a modern infrastructure lets happen. Yeah. Then I get my spot. Reject modernity. Embrace. Then I get to my spot. And it opens up the page, and I have an add to cart button. It's amazing. This is amazing. I've never gotten this far. I hit add to cart. N- nothing happens. No reaction. The website doesn't update. There's no no indication that anything has been pushed. <laughs> I think, oh no, that's not good. This is really bad. Because I know if I refresh the page, I'm going to be put back into the queue you're gonna lose your your cues <laughs> no so it is very apparent that at this point the website has a debt again crashed and they are now incapable yep. of fulfilling you just weren't quick enough you weren't fast so enough. i refresh i get back into queue i pop back into the end my cart says there's something in it i i go over to my cart i say okay cart show me show me what is here show me what this number one that is next to you in a bracket is <laughs> and i open it and it says it gives me a paragraph and it's like hey we know that the last time you were logged in you had something in your cart we saved it for you because we know that you wanted to keep it in your cart so here it is and as i scroll past this paragraph is a, another sentence says "Ooh, it looks a little lonely in here you should probably add something to your cart because there's nothing in my cart well it says God. there's something in my cart god damn Oh my God. Further proof <laughs> that the website has crashed. So I, I get frustrated. I just shut it down. I'm like, whatever. I'll just, whatever. Shut it. If it's in my cart, it's in my cart, and maybe I'll be able to get it later. I log in like six hours later at the after work. And what do it, you know? It's in my cart. I open my cart. There it is. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition. Amazing. It's there. It shows it. Followed by out of stock. <laughs> so did anybody get it did and did, did it be there are you know, ebay listings for three hundred dollars so, jesus christ oh you know God. for a 90 dollar special scalper. edition 
Dude, like literally <laughs> uh, put all scalpers against the wall in Minecraft. For real. For yeah. real. So that was my experience oh trying my to give extra money for things that I like. And let me just add a little bit of frustration <laughs> to the top of this chamber. <laughs> so you don't get the special edition at launch. You get the game. The day the game comes out, you get the game. And then there's just a fall 2022. We'll send you everything else. So if you don't have it on hand, oh why can God. I not order one? And then you just tell me it'll be November when I get the stuff. Cause you have to make right. more. Of there's, it. Yeah. There's no actual physical stock involved in this. Yeah. You're literally <laughs> just putting your name on, on, you know, on a ledger for, for, for an art book and a, a custom art uh, steel book. Done by the Jeez, artist of the series. Amazing. Like, but we did, we'd love to see it's just again how how Nintendo is just like you know actively hostile to uh, you know having customers give them their money. For things, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. Part of me level, I, thinks, got, I gotta respect. I gotta respect at some level. Part of me treat your customers like the little piggies that they are. That they didn't expect this to happen again. That they like didn't expect this many people to go after it, and they were just like, "Yeah, it'll be fine." Like our internet is perfectly capable of handling. Like this website is fine. Like you don't need to change anything. Like focus on opening Super Nintendo World Seven in Saudi Arabia. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Wait, can you can you can you get it on the Switch Store, Matt? Oh no, I can buy the game wherever I want. All I wanted. It's just the special All I wanted editions. was the 300 page art book. Got it. Got it. I don't understand what is so difficult, Nintendo. I'm not about to pay $300 <laughs> to someone on eBay for something that I would not spend $300 on. You know, that's quite a steep yeah, that's, overpay. That's especially for the fact that they won't have it in stock. So I'm just relying on them to ship me their stuff yeah, when they totally, get it yeah just good faith yeah some some good faith shenanigans right there yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah again we all know that uh, that you know that scalpers have you know our bet our best interest yeah. at heart they, they have they've hand on the bible and they swear in they're like yeah. they're not just they're not just gonna take your money and fuck <laughs> and fuck off they, yeah they show they send ebay a video of that no how many people are just gonna get like a piece of paper with a xenoblade drown on <laughs> yeah, it bring just, on it just, just like paid paid 300 bucks not even for. three just xenoblade <laughs> yeah yeah no it's all right so spelled spelled with a z <laughs> you know pour one out for matt you know just going through that not once but twice i still uh, have hope again, that like, they're going to open another window and maybe the third time foolish. they'll learn from it <laughs> but at the same time at this point i'm just gonna no. wait and the closer i get i'll just buy the game at like walmart or something if i have to this this is borderline self harm at this mm-hmm. point. I I'm fe- I feel concerned for you. <laughs> it's fine. This yeah, I'm just like gonna, I'm gonna you have to send you like you know the memento meme and just you know don't believe his lies, but it's just Nintendo's been <laughs> over it. <sighs> but so what what do you actually have to think of what they showed at the direct? Oh, what they showed at the direct was great. I liked what they showed. Uh, I thought, I mean. I, admittedly and this is just a me thing i wasn't prepared for the main character to be a boy i was expecting girl boss based on the pants and the the ponytail but he's noah his name is noah uh he's very much a boy he sounds very similar to rex and shulk in the you know uh they grabbed someone from wales and put marbles in their mouth and told them to (laughs) (laughs) 
told, told them to recite the alphabet so they could create an AI from their voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, that is that is absolutely though one of the unmistakable or undeniable charms of of these these games though. Oh, absolutely. I like to think I like to think the Japanese versions that their Japanese has somehow like an English accent to it. <laughs> one of those funny things, I tend to play um games centered in Japan in Japanese because I think the voice acting is better. Do you? But I've never done that with Xenoblade. I've no, only played sense. Xenoblade English. Because like uh, Persona, I find better in Japanese than English because the Japanese voice actors put more into the performance. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, and imbue more character into it. And that's what, yeah, you see is like, you know, only only people of culture, you know, say, listen or play their JRPGs in Japanese. That's so it's a you still have subtitles in English. So you still like, you know, what's going on. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, since I haven't since I've only played part of of the first one and haven't played two mm-hmm. um obviously for me the seeing you know that there's uh the combat mechanics in terms of the actual you know physical yeah. mechanics of you know of buttons and stuff you know attacks key to uh to button yep. specific buttons look looked cool to me i like that, that that's from like that too. okay I, th- I thought it probably was but it was just like you know for me just like you know yeah. again playing the first one I'm you have like to remember the first one was on the scrolling week. through this bar yes yeah, scrolling through this bar like fuck 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 i'm trying to get to the right one like i can't do it I'm, it's like I, I missed the opportunity when, like to to heal my party member and he goes down like yeah. while i'm trying to scroll over to the healing art you have to remember on the wii you know there was the the wiggle motion and the the yeah, nunch- yeah they had they had things the going nunch- on with the wii that led to some interesting it's control schemes fun. it's a good game it's still fun though i'm in- I'm enjoying. I'm still enjoying it. Uh, that's for sure. But I, I really enjoyed. It looks like they're going back to the Xenoblade One type of combat with Xenoblade Two's uh, combat layout. Is how it feels. Um, okay. Because Xenoblade Two had the unique mechanic where your weapons had a living like soul attached to them. So you had uh, someone pointed out you had the same amount of characters on the screen as you will in this one. But instead of three party members and three blades attached to them, you have six party members fighting at the same time. So it's a little more, a lot more going on simultaneously. Uh, oh, damn. I'm interested to see how the Switch handles that. I, you know, Monolith Software has done a really great job optimizing their games to run on Switch. So I'm sure they'll have, uh, it'll be fine. But uh, I'm interested to see how the Switch handles like six characters doing things at the same time, you know, if it melts. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I thought it looked good, though. Oh, it did look good. I thought the great. combat looked nice. Uh, yeah. I think the story they're going for seems really cool. Uh, like it's kind of just like Japanese, but like the people playing the flutes to salute the dead at the end, and uh, of like battles and stuff, and like the ceasefire that goes on there. It feels very like uh, I like the traditional aspect they get to that. The 10 years of life is very dystopian. Uh, it's like you have 10 years and all you have to do is like fight in war for those 10 years. Like, and then you get sacrificed, right? Yes. Isn't that the, the plot point? Yeah. We love it. We love it. Uh, you know, war is life. Um, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well committed to, uh, you know, I obviously won't, won't get, won't get through them in nearly enough time before the game itself comes out, but, It'll go on. It'll go on my shelf to you know 
play eventually. Yeah. But yeah, it'll it'll take. It's, it's a never while, bad but... to have uh, a decent length JRPG in your pocket to be able to throw in there occasionally. In my opinion. Absolutely. No, I like I like having some chunkier switch games too. You know, yeah. just to well, that's, be able I'm to surprised to triangle strategy. Triangle strategy is surprisingly chunky to me. Uh, how, yeah. How how you so you're you were telling me the other day you just got your first ending. Yep. What was your hour mark there? Uh, fifty hours first ending. That's what I that's what I heard. Yeah, it was like fifty. And it's one of those I could have done it probably shorter, but I wanted to take advantage of the like the side fights and stuff to get some uh, materials. So I could kit mm-hmm. out some of my troops because you get a lot of troops at the end of the game. Cool. But interesting. It's, it's a fun one. Uh, I was not expecting this, you know, little pixel art HD 2d uh, tactical RPG to have some like emotional cues like it did for the last like six chapters. So it was like lots of, you know, pulling me back and forth moments. Like I will, I will put put it on record that my first ending was free the slaves and start a new country. Yeah, good, good, good. good and pl- that's always that always sounds like. Good and right and the the old country <laughs> that I abandoned, all three nations plunged into like brutal civil war because of power vacuums. Nice, very very American. <laughs> oh, one one of the countries is very much America. It's an industrial country <laughs> built on freedom, but the freedom is only for the wealthy elite. Ooh. But it. speaking of surprisingly emotional uh, Switch games, that kind of leads us into our into our next thing. We had our Nintendo Direct Mini, where it was, so, that was some might say on, you'll never see it coming. On that's a that's a joke third, for people who understand. Uh, so yeah, it goes right over my head. But the, that's a persona. That's a persona <laughs> reference. One of the songs from Persona Five. The, but the one that I'll just say that stuck out stuck out to me and is definitely going to uh, make me cry rivers is the black and white game Blanc with the the uh, little the little doe yep. or uh, yeah the, the little the little deer and the the wolf cub uh, you know forming bonds and you know snuggling each other and the M- major uh, fox and the hound vibes I'm ready absolutely. to be absolutely <laughs> no it's like please oh, yeah boy. destroy my life. Um, just immediate <laughs> yeah, Vietnam no, flashbacks I... to being a child and seeing some of those Disney films that definitely didn't have the happy endings that you were expecting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, you know, not you know, didn't give me long-standing emotional trauma. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for that game to be similar. But yeah, there was actually like when I was first watching the direct, I'm like, oh, there's actually not a lot here for me. Um, when you go but back then, through, as I was I was going back through it. Yeah, and it's actually there's some. I think there's some cool stuff here. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's kind of like, I guess, take it from the top. Um, but, uh, or I guess, uh, I guess we'll open it to you guys. Was there any, anything in particular here that stuck out to you? And it's like, we've seen the mon- monster hunter, uh, rise sunbreak thing yeah. multiple times. Now. Monster so hunter that, rise that is actually the... one of the best selling monster hunter games to date. Like, uh, yeah, huge no, player base. No, they're continuing that, you know, continuing to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> monster numbers, uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 with, uh, <laughs> was that a goofy that was yuck? a goofy yuck. Yuck. yeah absolutely man dude <laughs> love it uh, so yeah I mean that I doesn't really I think bear talking about uh, more uh, we say Matt and I however or I don't know if you did yet but I picked it up in the yeah, Steam I'm, I'm going to be doing my so. Steam sale purchasing now I've given myself enough time to look through it and comb through everything 
I'm gonna piece together my up, purchases. I ended up I ended up getting way too much. Uh, it happens. <laughs> I mean, I especially a, when you don't have as like my Steam library is fairly large already, so a lot of the good deals I've already partaken on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's still growing. So exactly, uh, and this Steam summer sale is a great way to grow your library because you can get some really good games for five bucks. Yeah, I didn't pay too much for any one particular thing. I, I got some. I, I definitely was more. I just found a lot of stuff for for good for good, yeah. a good price. But uh, okay, let's let's get back to back on track. Trendy, though. Um. Yeah. So any. So again, I think we can skip. We can skip that one. But uh, anything. I I do just want to say I don't know how I feel about that game on the Switch. Like I feel like a part of that is the vision. Oh no, I'm as- absolutely and- playing that game on PC. Yeah, no, right. yeah, no, I know you guys are both going PC, but I that's one that of was my question. Just... That was my question to Matt when we bought it. It's like, you know, like it apparently like, runs I know it's really Switch well on game. Switch. I'm sure, yeah, okay. like it's kind of it's got it's surprising to me that it's you know it's done so well on you know a console with limited hardware, let's be honest. But I mean, uh, yeah, the yeah, not to rag on the switch. I love my switch, it's probably oh, my no, favorite yeah, video has... game console of all time at this point. Uh, but it is running a Tegra processor from 2014. So <laughs> like we're approaching the point where it's yeah. going to need to like prediction on the table right now. No one gun to my head. Uh, Nintendo puts out a revision. Turn the cameras on. 2023 March. I mean, they've been t- to hear first. They, they were talking a lot about how I remember we were posting articles about, um, you know, the, the tragic stuff with, uh, with Gary Bowser, you know, the, that company that he was involved with, that was like doing emulation stuff is yeah. like how the, the work that they were doing there is, is actually what forced them to update switch hardware. So, you know, they're, 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 you know, stretching it out as far as possible, but you know, I think the, the dam is starting to break there. I mean, they're definitely not going to abandon the later. switch uh, ecosystem in any way. They're definitely mm-hmm. going to want to keep adding because if you do iterative consoles, you can still count them as sales numbers for uh, mm. that base model. Because like the Game Boy counts both the black and white and color when you count the total sales. So like oh, if they get like a Switch Pro or something, they can still wrap that in so they can hopefully get to there. Because I think they're fourth right now all time. And they want to try to surpass the uh, PS2 to get to number one. Because, you know, that's that how the japanese uh ceos get their get their rocks off so i want to make sure that i get both of your guys opinions here but you know um so i guess actually andrew is there anything here that stuck out to you because again matt matt is the real resident uh you know good boy for nintendo so so we know that he, he's he'll have thoughts but uh you know anything that that stuck out to you here i i i liked the uh the fact that portals come into the switch actually has me switch is perfect for portal yeah that's a perfect switch especially because of the gyro never played those it it makes it so much better for aiming with the stick so so was 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 excited to see that i think i'll probably pick those i have a here i have a quick thought i have a quick thought though i I read something about this it is however tempered tempered by the the bit that you know, uh, you say like for you particularly, you have a switch, you have one in your hands. You also then don't mm-hmm. have to wait months and months and months and spend upwards of five hundred dollars to get your hands on a Steam Deck. But say it's like someone was was kind of critiquing the portal thing. It's like, oh, do I really want to spend, uh, you know, 
20 30 dollars on on portal games when i already or i could like get it for two dollars on steam you know on steam. and you know play it on a on a steam deck handheld there are there are those other limiting factors that you gotta take it's 20 bucks like, and honestly 20 bucks for portal and portal 2 is quite the I see. Yeah, I still think it's yeah. a good deal, but I, yeah, you're right. It is, yeah. it is a definitely a good fit. But sorry, I just you mentioning that reminded me of that, of that uh, opinion yeah. piece I read. But go ahead. No, and that's that's a. I mean, that's a fair point. But I, I I'm I'm kind of with Matt. Like it just gets portal I'm, in more I'm okay people's hands. More to have the portability. And like for yeah. me, the whole and, idea of you get people interested in games like that, and then potentially down the line they you know find more interest in PC as they can find more of those PC games that are similar to the portal aspect or like Half-Life you know the Valve made games mm-hmm. Half-Life coming to Switch would be interesting I don't know if they could pull it off yeah that would but be, I mean they did it for portal that'd be impressive um besides that I thought Blanc looked super cute I don't know if I'll actually end up playing that one though but uh I did think that looked really cute as well and then Return to Monkey Island, those were always fun games. So maybe at some point I could see myself picking that up as well. Man, but uh, man, the fucking, the the so-called, I'm doing heavy air quotes here, the fucking quote-unquote fan base for Monkey Island are being fucking terrible. Not happy. They're being fucking awful. Oh. They're like harassing the creator. Like they're, you know, he had to like <laughs> shut down his blog about it. It's like not doing any more announcements because they just, they apparently don't like the art style which yeah it's fine i don't understand i think it's cool yeah. i think it looks cool yeah he literally I thought it looks stylish did, as hell okay. he literally said he wouldn't have made a new <laughs> monkey island if it wasn't allowed to have a new art style like he wanted he's like i don't give a he's like i don't give a fuck if this is not what you want it's what i wanted yeah and, you know i'm making the fucking game so you know kind of eat my fuck. shit yeah for real yeah. and like i mean i'm sure that's that's just you know the vote minority it's always how it people, ends up being uh, that are the you fans. see this a lot with uh video game journalism where they'll be like people are saying or they're talking about like you know the angry fans on twitter and the angry fans on twitter mm-hmm. don't necessarily always represent the average like user because the type of people to go to uh forums or uh twitter like spaces right, right and like complain or they're, are they're the special are the insane people yeah are the yeah. already insane yeah. people yeah, yeah. And they they know how to just like blast that out to the internet like repeatedly and make it look like it's a much larger group of people than it really is. But yeah, no, I feel for the creator though. You know, like no one wants to deal with yeah, that. That shit. sucks. That's bullshit. Yeah. So those are kind of my highlights. Is just I know I'm the just these these uh, titles in general aren't really my vibe for the most part. I just haven't haven't committed to the JRPG uh, game the way. The way Matt has, yeah. So that, speaking of, I'll dip but, my but speaking of JRPGs though, and like and expansions on it, Matt, what are your thoughts on the Dragon Quest Treasures game? So Dragon Quest is an interesting series because there are very rarely Dragon Quest games that are bad. Um, Dragon Quest tends to be at the very bare minimum, just like a very like average, okay to decent game. Uh, so it gives me hope that it could be interesting. I've never really been huge on the Dragon Quest spinoffs as much as I have been the Final Fantasy spinoffs. Um, because generally speaking, uh, the U.S. doesn't get treated the same way with Dragon Quest as we do with Final Fantasy. We don't always get every Dragon Quest game. Uh, key, key in point, uh, Dragon Quest X is getting an, uh, an offline because it used to be it was an MMO. 
it's getting an offline uh, version for PS5 in Japan, but we don't get it here because they don't want to localize it. Um, uh, just an example, but it's something. It's interesting to me. Like I'll definitely keep an eye on it. Uh, it's using characters from Dragon Quest XI, so it's always cool to see uh, side characters continue to have their own plot line. You know, technically speaking, these characters have more uh, plot significance than Waluigi does in any Nintendo game. Uh, <laughs> don't you disparage my boy wow uh but no that's uh i'm interested to see how that goes uh it's one of those things i'm more interested to see what they're doing with the dragon quest 3 hd 2d remake uh that's a very interesting that's one of the best dragon quest games period and that's one of the real uh akira toriyama like, if you look at the art of that game, that's just Dragon Ball. Uh, Goku is in that game, oh. little kid Goku. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean doesn't, doesn't Dragon Quest have Dragon Balls in it? Uh, they're not called Dragon Balls, okay? They're called, like, White Crystals. And <laughs> instead of eight of them, you need seven. Or, so it's completely yeah, or six or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's completely different. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop grilling me, sir. I'm sweating a lot. <laughs> uh, but no, this actually had a lot of JRPG news at this Nintendo Mini Uh Semi-related to JRPGs, I'm surprised as shit. They got Nier Automata running on the Nintendo Switch, and it's not like a cloud version. That's wild to me. All right, s- settle, settle something for me. Is it pronounced Nier Automata or yes. Automata? So this is yeah, a 50-50, yeah, uh, and Yoko Taro will never come out and tell us himself because he's a, a pain pig and likes to make, watch us suffer for his <laughs> art. Uh, I think it's Automata. Near Automata. I mean, I, that one sounds better to me. It sounds better to me. Yeah, but Near Automata does sound more Japanese. Sure. Okay. I, I, yeah. That, that's I say Near Automata because that's how it just rolls off better for me. Again, I'm shocked that this game is running on Switch hardware. As, that's wild well, to me. Listen, as an American, you are entitled to pronounce foreign yeah, words. However you damn please. However you want them. So, like, that becomes the right way to pronounce I'd like it. a so, quesadilla. Uh, give me that salsa. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it, Andrew. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, that, yeah, that, that sells all, all confusion in my mind. Uh, yeah, so our, our devil western tongue is all, all that matters. Yeah, that's, that's a game that I recommend to anyone play into like andrew you'd even like that game that's a nice hack and slash uh uh, combat style with some bullet hell aspect uh the story is incredible uh it really iterates on itself because it like to get the full story requires like four playthroughs because each playthrough follows Mm. a different character's perspective on the story it's really interesting right um oh that's cool yeah and each one like provides you you more context on that that is that is a cool yeah, I bought the first. I bought the again, replicant. going back to the Steam sale. I, I bought yeah, I bought Replicant in the. Uh, in the Sorry, near Replicant uh, version one point three zero four five seven two six nine two. Well, yeah, however, <laughs> my, yeah, basically near Replicant Pie edition. Um, but yeah, not I, that one. I, I I snagged. It's probably the most expensive one that I got. It, you know, it was maybe like twenty bucks or fifteen. Or yeah, 15. that's one that I need to play as well. 
I've just haven't gotten to. And I know it'll be fun because Nier Automata is probably in my top 10 games all time. If I had a gun to my head right now and had to spit out 10. I know you talk that one up a lot. Yeah. And, and, and again, because you're, there, you there's love, just so you much in your, that games with your replayability too. Yeah. Uh, but to, to cap it off with the JRPG glory, uh, I'll just quickly touch on, we have a Square Enix, uh, Stardew Valley, Terraria type clone uh, with what was it called? Harvestella. Harvestella. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those like those games don't really do much for me. Uh, Square is a company that I trust more than others. I'm sure it'll be a fun game. It might even be something that uh, gets me to try it because it's Square and I can trust that it'll be okay. But uh, that's neither here nor there. The real news, friends. How much longer? How much longer do you give Square that trust? Is my it depends. Question. They haven't really stepped on my trust as much as other people in the weird we'll way. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later yeah. in the episode. Uh, but the real, tr- the real bless hands. Uh, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> was Persona Five Royal, Persona Four Golden, Persona Three Portable coming to Nintendo Switch? Um, I think handhelds are the best place for Persona. I think Persona uh, shines when it can be played in uh, bites in pieces, because of the way the the format is laid out, you're a, you know a schoolboy, so you take it day by day, going through school, going through different <laughs> things. So you can just pull it out real quick and play like a couple days a week. Uh, you know, like get through a couple classes, take a quiz, uh, you know, and then put it down, be like pick up and play is really part of the the the, the charm. Uh, Persona 4 Golden was a Vita are game. You, and that was, you know, where I played it. Are you Wait, are you telling me that you go to middle school for fun? In this it's high school. Game? Thank that's, you, sir. That's what you're doing. it's high school because they have to make it semi-okay that there's romance (laughs) got it got it okay good to know i wasn't even thinking of it in terms of that regard but just yeah enjoying enjoying middle school psychotic (laughs) going to take psychotic yeah imagine Um, imagine a game centered around the idea of like every day you wake up and some random puberty thing is happening to your body and you have to contend with that (laughs) All right, so I had I had uh, I guess and I'll, I'll kind of cap it off. There were, I mean, I guess there's there was one that was like kind of a surprise to me that was that looked cool. Although I'm trying to scroll through and make sure I have it correct. Oh yeah, um, RPG time: The Legend of Right. Um, it's one of those that again I don't know that I'll actually play it, but it's a uh, it's an idea that's really cool. Maybe maybe it's something like oh yeah, like I get it and like I play with my nephew or something when he's mm-hmm. old enough like you know introduce him to kind of rpgs because it, do, it does very much seem like a make like sure a you don't game, introduce you know? him to minecraft first you don't want him to become a minecraft <laughs> you can yeah, play minecraft yeah, once he's yeah. gained an appreciation for other games but you can't sure sure yeah no i appreciate that um but no it's advice cool for, it's advice like, for uh, new gaming parents it is, you know, it is, it is truly hand drawn, but it also that is like the aesthetic, and that's the thing. It's, you know, the 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 ideas of it playing through a, you know, it's like some kids journal as as they're, uh, you know, dreaming up their own game that they're going to be creating. They are they are the game creator, and they are, uh, you know, writing making this RPG in their paper notebook, and you've got to draw with a pencil and erase and do puzzles that way. So you mean they? Um, you mean me? Because I'm playing as God in this game, which means I am the character. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I thought it looks cool. I, again, I like the it's it cool. seemed uh, you know inventive and and some you know cool stuff. It re- it reminded me a lot of of the Plucky Squire in the sense. Of, I was gonna know, say, gave me Plucky Squire kind of stuff. Yeah. But it is, it is Plucky you know, Squire is my most anticipated game right now for the rest of the year. I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, the so the the, uh, the socialist in me know, knows that I should really <laughs> look into the the rail grade the the yeah. the uh, train based railway simulator. But you know, I'm not a big management sim. Yeah, fan, management so, sim like, games don't do much for me. Uh, if it was just a train simulator, like better. you know, you have like you know, like you know, like you know, Euro Trucker Simulator or Farm Simulator. Train well, you've seen me uh, at your house playing a mini. Uh, mini motorways where you just mm-hmm. connect little highways between houses to the shops to keep them optimized. Like those types <laughs> of like, like a way, a way to manage your OCD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then, okay. So those were the ones that I actually thought looked cool and looked exciting beyond the ones that you guys already mentioned. I will say before I get to the, uh, you know, my, my negative thoughts, I got to say the, well, actually, well, um, I guess it's 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 for the future, but we got another look at Mario and plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, um, which I guess yeah I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. What they showed in the mini wasn't necessarily what what spoke to me. It's yeah, it's got it a new announcement of a yeah, and and that's definitely was what interests me. So we'll get to that. Um, uh, we'll get to that later because it's also kind of falls under something else we wanted to talk about. But man. The what they showed of Sonic Frontiers here has, you know, <laughs> it's less about what they showed and what it what the, the new wave of of uh, write ups that it has generated that has really got me. And it's like they're showing they've, you know, there's like an embargo was lifted. So now that they're <laughs> able to show the the aspect of, of this game called Cyberspace, which is like making more traditional Sonic levels. Yeah. And so I saw this piece and I sent it to Matt and it was just like this dude is like, you know, bending himself into fucking pretzels just to try to, yeah, to you know, okay. have something good to say. <laughs> but it's basically it's like that. Yeah, that these traditional, more traditional uh, Sonic levels are really the highlight of the game. And what it actually even Whenever... seems to be is that the open world stuff is just like connective bits to get you to the next cyberspace thing. So it's just like, why the fuck then have the open world shit? The, or open zone i'm sorry but like then why no. have it it just seems so fucking but stupid never never a good thing when uh like side portion of the game is what the uh reporters are saying is the best aspect that's, like that's, oh <laughs> that game is just fucking that'd be like people saying that the best part of gta is the driving yeah, yeah <laughs> effectively I mean, hell, there are games where, yeah, like the, the you know, those kind of uh, traversal things are, where they're gamified in a fun way is becomes really cool. Like, say, Spider-Man, you know, like the swinging. Dude, I loved swinging part, through the city but... of Spider-Man, but that was because the city felt alive, felt real. Right. I heard people yeah, having arguments just... in bodegas. Yeah, not not just like, yeah, you're just running through, uh, uh, you know, a blank wilderness with things popping in every two seconds <laughs> to fill in fill in this blank space like oh man that just that game looks that looks dead uh dead on arrival for me that's that's doa for me i mean like, it's just the again the fact I, we've talked about it before the fact that their creator has basically said like we're not delaying this game we're happy with it like this is what you're getting you just don't understand it yeah 
Like, this mm-hmm. is what you're getting. Stop being uh, unhappy about it, you swine. I assume that's how Sega talks <laughs> to people. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm a golden god. Uh, right. The the 90s were my best. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, th- this was a, sh- a small showcase. This was, uh, you know, third party uh, titles only, uh, you know, only about a, you know, a 25 minute showcase kind of cap things off for not e3 so that just kind of leads me to the next thing i like i don't know how much time we'll spend on this but i wanted to get your guys thoughts on what did you feel how did you feel about this and like i'm i'm have now firmly gone into the point we're not calling this this whole thing summer games fest it is it is not e3 you know like because especially because next year e3 is coming back so that we can just supposedly yeah well pretend like this didn't happen but like uh what are your thoughts like what what have what have you what was your impressions been we've made jokes about it you know again even at the top of this episode about what it was like kind of trying to cover all these different showcases but like was it what was successful or engaging to you guys did it uh you know did it serve the same purpose that e3 did did it you know did it succeed in this in its ambitions so i think so part of the issue is it was just too spread out so that the few momentary highs that each conference had uh, some of the conferences again involved digital uh, i think the whole thing was a high but like all of the momentary highs of each individual show weren't strung together close enough to build that type of like hype after hype of like a six-hour e3 conference where like each time a new person comes up you know you get their quick reel of their best of the best they've got their you know Imagine if all of those big hitters were in one show with some of the medium stuff interconnecting them versus shows filled with filler to get you to two hours. And I definitely think there's something to be said about, uh, you know, the fact that they, that each showcase is, is is its own discrete thing, you know, kept away and kind of, um, you know, just these like, you know, just like a clean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Clean room of its own. You know, it's like hermetically these, hermetically sealed boxes where there's no interplay going between them because you know man it's actually i think it's actually a good thing you know to have like you know you, you where you throw all these developers and all these publishers into one building basically and you know make them having to contend with each other you have and, you know we have a six try hour to show each other and you need to bring your best because yeah. each of you only has your time slot and you have to like show everyone why your studio is someone we should be trusting in the year 2022 of our Lord. Not to, not to mention so, that the pre-recorded stuff, you know, like precludes any, you know, or it's like, it allows it to, to allows them to put whatever level of polish that they want to put on that, like, you know, kind of uh, mystifies, you know, the actual state of, of what are these games? You're not going to get where like, you know, a, a, yeah, a, a game malfunctions on the, the, the showroom floor, which lets you really, uh, you know, a, a keen insight into where this game is. Say it also did take a lot of the hands-on from the post-show conference, you know, where the journalists get to go play all these demos and stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's where you get some of the real so, feel. Because that's where, uh, like, Sonic Frontiers had their huge, like, you can't talk about this, you can't talk about this. Uh, basically tell them you enjoyed the game. Yeah, yeah, enjoy the game put a gun to your head i think i think um my thoughts are that this is going to be how it's how it is going forward 
even if E3 returns, because the ability for these companies to control the narrative in this type of format is just so much greater. And right. to Ben's point, like they can't have it just fuck up like they can at E3. So I, I don't know that it's going to ever go back to what it was, um, even though I do think that was a better experience for the consumer on a comparative well, the basis. The thing is, you could still uh, have I E3 think, well, I think you're right. out of the bag. You can have your E3 stinger hits where you show off the big stuff and you can be like, Hey, you know, check out our conference in a week where we're going to be showing some other stuff alongside like a deep dive of X game for the, like, you know, like Nintendo does their treehouse after their direct. Yeah. But I think, I think Andrew's right here. It's like, why, why would they want to do that? Why would these companies choose to, to, you know, put themselves or like to risk that it's level just, of, you know, exposure, let alone for the re- the, actual real implications of you know exposure to things like covid going forward you know like that i that makes me skeptical that these big in-person events are a thing of the past um why would they why would they willingly do that you know you see companies like sony are just completely abandoning they said like you know they're they're they've already said they're not going to gamescom that's the germany one right that's the one yeah it's yeah i think so i think i think you're right right there ben and maybe the one positive on that is that it gives indies a bigger a bigger platform. Like maybe E three, I could see E three becoming more of an indie. Well, that's what this was. Showcase, that's what this was. which is that's an, that's right. another point as well. It's like this was the 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 definite standouts were the smaller games, and it's just the fact that I think is again that there's these larger studios are still just reeling from the effects of COVID and from remote work and all that that they just didn't have a lot to show. You also forgot to mention the like rampant sexism and other workplace issues that have forced workers out of the the industry. But yeah, that, absolutely. That too. Yeah, no these these yeah these big studios are hemorrhaging talent all the time. Yeah, because they are absolutely terrible places to work. And that's why you end up with the uh, new studios built off of like former studio devs, where you have like the the Callisto Protocol, former Visceral devs. Um, mm-hmm. The people for Storm you got like Break the people who are former or the people uh, StarCraft devs. Blizzard devs, yeah, yeah, and then you got like the people the the people behind Nightingale or Bioware, yeah, you know, yeah, it's so all, like you get a lot of these people that's definitely who, a trend, yeah, uh, do go and make their own studio with hookers and blackjack, uh, which is you know another thing that we should be supporting, but also like wary of because you, you know who is leaving the studio to create their own studio. Uh-huh. Yeah, are they are they the harassers or or fine if we can't harass here, we'll make our own. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll go do it where where you know we're in control. We'll we'll draft our own constitution that says it's not harassment and it's just workplace policy. All right. Um. Yeah. Any other any other thoughts? I I mean I I thought it was again it got to a point for me where it was just kind of mind numbing, just the sheer quantity of games like there it just it again like you said matt just it being spread over such a long period of time it felt like this weird kind of roller coaster of up and down up and down like it, I also oh, just, it know, felt again, like each one was trying to be longer than it needed to be like everyone wanted to like stretch out like a full two i think some of them were even like three hours of conference it's like you can really cut some of that down and get it to like an hour hour and 15 hour and 30 and like it becomes significantly less of like, do we really need to see ten plus minutes of uh, uh, Modern Warfare Two people walking on a boat? Do we really need ten plus minutes dedicated to <laughs> grass in a racing game? Like, 
you know, oh, things yeah. like that, where you're, you're just spending your time needlessly on things that just to make it look like you have more to show. All right. But yeah, so we're you know, talking about these, uh, you know, the, the general, like this is reflective of the, you know, the, for lack of a better word, the toxic kind of nature of, of our, of this industry, you know, and the, of the, you know, the power structures at play. So that kind of leads us into our next kind of overarching thing is that the, you know, the usual suspects, the, you know, the, the friends or enemies of the pod, however you want to put it, um, they're, they're back at it again, folks. Um, In the old Hanna-Barbera, like cartoon uh, group, was it the Legion of Doom who had like a, a fortress that was like a, a, like a helmet that like lifted up out of the water like i say legion of doom it's like a dc thing i know either way uh i'm specifically picturing this type of an evil lair lifting up out of the water when (laughs) when these uh i'll send it in the group chat later uh when these stories get brought up i just feel like they're all like sitting around a table like yes what can we do this week that can uh, make people lose faith (laughs) Yes, and so while the majority of there there are some maybe some decent little things sprinkled in here that we'll that we'll get to, but like uh you know let's let's just start with the you know the real the real heavy hitters uh so Activision had its annual shareholders meeting um let's <laughs> let's let's start with the you know the what we knew was inevitable that you know um grade a shithead bobby kodak and the rest of the board were um all re-elected despite quote-unquote organizing efforts to get shareholders to revolt against that yeah. that was never going to happen don't you remember um, they investigated themselves saw they did nothing wrong yeah and said that good. bobby yeah. was okay yeah yeah there, there was no yeah there was there was no actual uh you it, know indication of uh yeah systemic a systemic there's no systemic problems in boston yeah uh yeah that one was terrible but then people were like then the next one is like at the same you know again this is at the same shareholders meeting people were touting this one as a success but while completely glossing over this one critical fact but um uh, so yeah despite board pressure against the effort shareholders voted in favor of a resolution for the company to release an annual report about workplace misconduct um however uh however However, this this thing is non-binding. We cannot stress enough. There, this the board has no pressure on them to comply with this. This has no. This is a completely toothless success, if you want to call it that yeah. way. Um, the board, the board can literally just flip them all off say, and no. say, "Well, do, do you fuck remember?" Them. They can literally say, "This is a bad. This is a bad use of our resources." This is what they said about yeah. it. It's like you know what they said. It's like yeah, we're we're like you know committed to doing this in our own way, so we'll just do it that way. That has no form of oversight whatsoever. But they said the board will quote carefully consider if they will comply. So do you remember? But nothing requires them to do so. Th- there was a Dave Chappelle skit. Where it was like flipping uh, the the justice systems. Yes, yes. This is giving me. um, We need to do that. (laughs) Well, this is giving me the vibes of uh, when whatever his name, the crack dealer, was in court, or like they had like the tape recorder on the table, and like just say you'll never do it again. And he was like, you know, like shaking his head no while he was saying yes. And yeah, absolutely. 
But yeah, so that was that was the big news from their shareholder meeting. There were a bunch of shareholder meetings that I mean, yeah, you know, shareholder times. It's, it's yeah, it's that time of year. It's um, the most the wonderful fifth. time of the year. But so yeah, again, I mean, I, I have to like you know put a uh, a sarcasm warning here just because uh, you know not trying to get canceled, but say. I have like here written my notes. Perhaps the most criminal thing that Activision has done uh, in recent years is scrapping a uh, the remake of Tony Hawk Pro Skater three and four. Again, sarcasm, sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Not serious about that, but uh, it is no, still based. criminal that that they, that they've done that. Uh, but yeah, in a in yeah. a recent live stream, uh, the man himself, Tony Hawk, uh, stated that Activision scrapped the potential remakes after the merger and then eventual dissolution of. Yeah. The original developers for yeah for uh you know they were the original developers of two three and four as well as the one and two remake yeah and they folded them visions. into the cod uh uh in group right i th- uh yes because what one yes. one group got folded into right. cod and one group got folded into blizzard see this may have been the blizzard one this may have been blizzard they got they they got a they got I mean they got, but they the, that whole studio got completely dissolved. Yep. But say one in the one and two remake was their last game as a and it was well received. People studio. really liked it. And were really oh, excited yeah. for three and four. And you know, Activision because they know better than what their fans want said no. You don't get that. You get uh, a new Modern Warfare two that you didn't ask for that we know you actually wanted. The uh, yeah. So they they stated that. Uh, Oh, it was because they couldn't find a studio that they thought could do they, do it justice when they had a studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. that's. What I was just gonna say is like the, we love the the potent irony here. It's like, oh yeah, they were accepting <laughs> pitches from other studios, but they just yeah they couldn't trust anybody as much as they could vicarious. But uh, uh, yeah, they don't exist anymore. So yeah. so so oh. well, we're not gonna do that. More meat for the cod machine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the eric andre meme of them you know, shooting I'm, the guy in the chair being like who did this how could the fans have done this to why us why are you doing this yeah uh yeah I, i'm i'm just glad that you know activision knows my true wants <laughs> and dreams uh yeah they've got they've got a window into your soul they know what they know what you want and what and what you yeah crave. it's called they, they buy all your social even, media even data better than my Facebook. own stuff <laughs> Right, so uh, I think actually the next three all have stories. Yes, from the from each company's uh, shareholder meetings. So the the next one is is Square Enix, uh, as we we foreshadowed before uh, in their call, which they were you know touting the financial success of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, they also dropped the news that they are making story focused NFTs. Cool. It's one of those things that I feel like uh, reading a little bit in between the lines of Square Enix, I feel like they're already trying to backpedal a little bit on the NFT stuff. I don't don't know if I agree with that because it's like they've had plenty of opportunities to to really just like forget about it because that would be their best bet is just to stop talking about it. You know, it's like yeah. the the market is crashing. It, the bottom has completely fallen out. No. Um, they no one will hold it against them for just forgetting about it but and not doing only... it. So I, it goes back to hold on. I just want to finish this one thing. It's we've brought it up in the past. Is the question is um, how much do we think that they've already sunk into this? It's like that. It's basically that they cannot do that because they have already put too much money into it. Well, that's what I'm saying. They've invested in it already, so they have to do something with it. 
but they're doing different new IP. They're not attaching it to their golden gooses, their uh, their golden geese. Sorry, mooses, meese. Yeah, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Yeah, they're, they're not it's attaching a, it's it to a bit their, too early. Yeah, they're not attaching yeah. it to their pinnacle let's franchises. See. So I think this is a we've already spent some money. So let's see if we can do something with it. But if it doesn't work, it's a new IP. We can just throw it in the trash and we can move on. Is my only thought process. Right, maybe there. that's fair. But I'd love to learn what they what that fucking means because they did not they did not specify in you know in any any sense at all what that means story story no. based or story focused NFTs. It means you'll be able to bring your favorite character from one game. I was to the thinking next maybe it's something along the lines of unique side quests, like you purchase like a side quest package that only you have because of the blockchain or NPCs or something like that <laughs> who add to that. Cool. Sounds cool. Like, oh, fuck, man. Uh, all right. But yeah, so again, they're they're full steam ahead here because uh, their next thing was that they made an investment for an undisclosed amount of money into French cloud streaming company Black Nut, which I'm just going to... Sounds sounds so bad. Like, again, just that's just such a funny name to me. But like... Uh, now really say it in French. Black Nut. <laughs> uh yeah apparently but this is apparently a service that's already been live in 45 countries spanning europe north america south asia expanding into latin america and the middle east uh you know black nut is you know i just can't keep a straight face (laughs) i have to read that across my screen um but like they're like their growth is coming from excuse me from making partnerships directly with uh isps to you know implement their their services which i guess makes them a little bit more uh you know a little bit less ethereal you know that they've got actual infrastructure built into it um but uh, i i also again find it funny that the there were plenty of stories about this investment but i couldn't find anything about the amount of money that they put into it yeah i was trying to find that too i couldn't i couldn't find it anywhere I'm going to guess that it's a couple hundred mil. Probably. But it's like, man, all these companies are, they're just, uh, they're, they're snake oil salesmen. You know, this is, it's all, you know, and again, it's all front They're, I mean, I guess good on, good on black nut, I guess. Like, you know, they're fleecing square yeah. for, you know, probably, yeah, several hundred million dollars. So, and are they going to need to provide anything for that? No. Uh, all right, I think it, yeah. Let's unless anybody has anything else on that one, let's just keep let's keep let's keep this train moving on to the next um, axis of evil. Yes, which maybe had some, no. I do re- I do respect grifting the grifters. Yeah. So right. maybe there was some more positive ish stuff in this one, but like again, it, we'll get to it. Is about like I've got like conflicting opinions about a lot of these things. Um, <laughs> say Ubisoft has been in the uh, had quite a bit of news lately, which has been interesting to me largely because they've essentially been completely absent from this past Everything. month or so of of Naughty Three, which U- is again, Ubisoft like, went into the closet, locked the door, and is just like, "I'm not here. Go away." Yeah, forget. <laughs> please just forget about me. Um, but they, you know, they had one positive story coming out that they are. T- taking a somewhat firmer stance than some studios, but not as firm as others <laughs> on, 
you know, they're, that they're one of several publishers and studios that are offering financial support to uh, women and LGBTQ employees affected by, you know, the various bits of legislation and court rulings that are overturning uh, things like Roe and limiting access to, you know, critical uh, healthcare like uh, abortions and gender affirming surgeries but and stuff. Don't, stuff like don't that. get it twisted, though. They, this is a play because they don't want you to go out on maternity leave that they have to pay you for. <laughs> like they, they, they recognize it's cheaper to just help you with services you may need as opposed to doing that. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but that is that there's definitely, I think that element too, but it's got to so be like part Ubisoft of it. Like was like kind of walking this kind of strange line here of like, they're like, yeah, we support the, you know, our employees who need, the, you know, this critical health care, but they're not actually specifying the reasons why the, the need to provide this is there. You know, they're not taking stances, say like, uh, you know, Bungie has been the most vocal and the most, uh, you know, strident in their, in their, in their opinions. Again, when, when the first, uh, you know, um, when the leaked draft of, you know, the overturning of Roe came out like seven weeks or so ago, um, you know, we talked about, you know, how we made this point that like, yeah, it's good that these companies are doing this, but it's, that shouldn't be the case. You know, it shouldn't be the case that, you know, you have to rely on the, you know, the benevolence of your employer to, uh, you know, provide you, you know, out of the goodness of their hearts with, you know, the healthcare that you need. Um, and particularly like when you, when you see the scenarios where, you know, uh, the man himself, Brandon has said that like, oh yeah, all these companies that are going to give you the, the transportation funds to go get an abortion. Yeah. All those people are still probably going to get uh, prosecuted by States for doing such things, you know, for, for traveling across state borders to get an abortion, you know, you're still, you're still going to be liable. Um, so Again, these are these are band-aids that uh, you know do not address the roots of these problems, which is the you know asymmetrical balance of power in this country. So, I mean, yeah. never never a good thing when you've turned your rights over to the uh, private. Markets. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, not so, to follow that I mean, story up with more Ubisoft putting band-aids on things, but they've also uh, recently announced a quote-unquote DLC for. Uh, Riders Republic and Skull and Bones. Right. Yeah, I was uh, gonna I was gonna bring that up. I didn't send it today. But yeah, go ahead. Addressing climate change, uh, where Riders yeah. Republic I mean, this... will will launch a uh, forest fires awareness, yeah, an, uh, an in game for in world forest fire. I'm just like, where you have to like, race uh, to like put out sequoia fi- uh, sequoia trees or something like that. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta protect yeah um, sequoia trees by like wrapping them th- in tin. There's no clear the indication that anything. Oh my god! Oh my anything god. is being done like monetarily, like they're like any, like donations or anything in like the, that. Like in the real world. Let's, yeah. How, what about saving, Amazing. stopping forest fires in the real world? Yeah. Like no. there, there's no we'll, indication. We'll just there. gamify the looming. hellscape we all live in um and then skull and bones was supposed to is supposed to be a uh event centered around the overfishing of sharks i think it was something about shark fin shark fin trade yeah yeah, like the shark fin trade but again no indication of if they're doing anything donation wise for um you know supporting the act of trying to prevent overfishing 
hey, know who the people would be. Hey, man, spreading spreading awareness is enough. I don't know why you think you need <laughs> and if we money. Can, and if we can things. sell, if we can sell battle passes surrounding it, then all the better. Yeah, because they're like, oh yeah, they're going to be multiplayer co op efforts, like you know, limited season based things, and it's like, oh. <sighs> Uh, yeah, again, monetizing our descent into absolute uh, chaos and destruction. So you don't see it. But, uh, you know, pour one out, little sad cry face for, uh, you know, poor CEO Yves Guillemot, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, is elected to take a, a pay cut of approximately $330,000, uh, you know, uh, because of, you know, poor performance the, of the company. Um, so you know that he's getting a $330,000. How many, bonus, how many right? shares are you not getting? Yeah, and like, but not. It's not even that. It's like how many? He, he didn't say anything about his shares. He's still gonna take. Oh, and you this know, was whatever. his bonus, and, and this was his bonus. Yeah, he's still taking. He's still taking home. Uh, it's like o- almost six hundred and sixty thousand for the bonus. Yeah, he's just taking a pay cut yeah, in, of the in, bonus. Yeah, he's taking a, a percentage of his bonus, not his regular salary. Nothing. Yeah, nothing to do with his shares. Uh, oh, looks like I worked twenty hours of overtime this week. It was just like, oh no, I'm hoping I hope he can get by without that three hundred and thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Like, oh no. Uh which which man. of the yachts doesn't get fueled up for that rate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he might have to let go of his housekeeper in the one location he never visits. Right. Like <laughs> uh but yeah, so then the rest that that's come out for them has just been uh so we, yeah, the skull and bones is potentially getting a final uh release date sometime November. this month. Uh, I said the, or the announcement that is is coming yeah. out sometime. November release yeah, date is the one that's remembered. Well, and so is the rumored release date for their next one. That again, we haven't heard seen anything of is the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Um, they're thinking, yeah, releasing that in November. Is there, is there anything you know, like, more fitting ahead of the release than the an Avatar movie. game? Also, just getting this nebulous, like we're not going to tell you when it's coming out. Like it's just working on it, uh, just mm-hmm. like Avatar Two. Where no, it was just every we're year. Actually it was see, like, we're seeing more stuff for that now. Yeah, but we're like every year, James Cameron would just wander out and be like, "I'm gonna make a better one, bigger, I more promise, water." Yeah, yeah, more wet, more blue, more cat people, more tail fucking. Uh, we know what Again, you want to see, but uh, uh, catch the campaign comrades vlog as we uh, chronicle our journey to the IMAX theater, two hours out of the way. Yes, just to try to reclaim our, you know, our lost our, youth. Our lost youth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So this was the one though that I wanted to, like, I, I kind of briefly mentioned from the, you know, they showed the little bit in of uh, Mario plus Rabbids, uh, Sparks of Hope, and the Nintendo Direct. But they also then announced in that direct that oh, the next day Ubisoft was going to have their own dedicated showcase for the game itself, and. I know we've been talking about like Matt and I, who are the, you know, the, the turn-based tactical combat sickos here in the, in in the comrades, we, uh, you know, didn't really like have much that we thought was like, you know, I I would say for me, at least the world itself didn't really interest me. I have no knowledge or interest or attachment at all to the rabbits. Like they're weird to me. Like just a quick aside here, Ubisoft, the rabbits were a side character for Rayman. Where's my Rayman game, Ubisoft? Why are side characters getting more recent releases than him? Why is he, where are the side um, characters crossing over with Mario while Rayman just sits sadly with no arms? <laughs> but I will say this showcase did actually interest me. The What they showed of the combat actually looked cool. 
the it actually looked like there was you know real tactical decisions to make that there's real uh emergent ways of the how the mechanics of different characters interact with each other i was kind of fascinated by the idea of of yes turn-based but real-time action on those turns um i i want to i'm i really want to see how that works out because if if that's true and effective that is something definitely really new and something that i could potentially like to see uh you know move into other other games of the genre um so yeah that had that had uh i had some things that you know sparked my interest i was definitely more more intrigued by this game than i had been in the past so you know, I'll still hold my breath, see how it is when it comes out. But uh, again, I'll just I'll just finish off this bit about Ubisoft. It's like, so that was an interesting one. Skull and Bones is one that I've been interested in because you know it's a spinoff of, I think it was the last Assassin's Creed game I played with Black Flag. Um, you know, it's the spinoff of that one. I fucking love that game. I'd love to do like the the seafaring pirate combat, but it's like so like I'm so torn. It's like that like I'm actually excited for those two games i guess um but yet i'm still actively uh, rooting for ubisoft's downfall so it's like i don't know what i want do i want the games to be good and have them potentially save ubisoft in its failing state or uh you know really just put the nail in the coffin I mean, there's I'm, that I'm a, uh, I'm a little torn weird sony and ubisoft partnership with their streaming platform or the uh playstation plus premium where you get like Ubisoft, uh, whatever added to it. That's like, also potentially going into into Game Pass too. I gotta say, so there's there's a potential that you can play this game without having to directly uh, benefit Ubisoft before you decide if it's good enough to fully purchase. And it's like, so here's the thing. It's like we were talking about this too, and this is our final, you know, the final heavy hitter of you know again enemies of the pod. Um, <laughs> that uh it's it, we're in such a weird area where it's like again you know we love games here at campaign comrades yet it's so odd to find you know it's like it's so weird to, to exist in this space where there are these companies who are like you know actively hostile to making enjoyable experiences actively hostile to their employees so uh, you, who what, create these games what they're what they're what they're hostile to is uh not being able to exploit people for their full full dollar value they they're they want to make sure they get you for every penny. right i just so, don't appreciate so what they're being companies tell me that like my preference doesn't matter or like isn't real right yeah so this like, is basically it's, it's saying a minor, i'm not valid i'm not seen it's minor it's essentially <laughs> it's like minor twitter drama but it's like you know the ea the uh the ea social team you know did a play on you know the recent like, meme that you know they're a 10 but they do this or whatever so it was they posted they're a 10 but they only like playing single player games uh they tried to walk it back um but uh <laughs> you know there's they, they tried to walk what a self-report yeah, they, they tried to walk it back but like you know plenty of like former and current ea employees like you know who make single player games are like what the fuck you know it's like yeah and oh, you mean, again, you mean like, like respawn with uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was like, yeah, one of yeah. their runaway best games that EA has had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, no, there's like, nope, we're a we're a multiplayer, we're we're a we're a battlefield machine, uh, which again, oh, yeah, so how's like, 2042 doing? Back, I, 
Well, but again, it, it rings completely false when you have the this other bit here that I pulled. That's uh, so the uh, the. Actually, I think you're the one who sent this, Matt. Is the 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 head of Dice, you know, who is yeah. you know, a subsidiary now of EA, uh, in an interview with GameIndustry.biz, um, you know, is asking if uh, they would be working on projects similar in the similar or in the vein of Mirror's Edge. Uh, or, if, or if those games were off the table. And in response to that, if they were off the table, she responded with saying, uh, and this is the head, Rebecca Kutez said, totally, she responded, we are only focusing on Battlefield 2042. <laughs> there is no time for anything else. And this is what we want to do. In three years, we want to be the first person shooter powerhouse that DICE deserves to be. And that is, and that this is what we're going for. So I don't want to like go on the flip side of saying like that, oh, multiplayer games are bad. And it's like that you're a 10, but you play multiplayer games. That's not the point. It's like, you know, trying to have one or the other is, is ridiculous. But like, again, it's, my point comes back to, and it's like something that you were just kind of jokingly saying, Andrew, but it's like these, these companies, uh, you know, like are actively hostile to us because it's like, while the driving force for these studios is, is it's the profit, motive, right? That's, that's yeah. it. That's, that's the only thing that matters. Um, it's not about creativity. It's not about, cre uh, you know, making interesting or engaging experiences for players, whether they're multiplayer or single player. That's not what the question is. It's what makes the most money for the shareholders, bottom line. Yep. That's it. Can't sell skins. It's, it's, it's so much harder for them to monetize those single player games in comparison to what they can do with these, these online multiplayer games where they can sell you skins, they sell you battle pass you know, you can make yourself potentially better in the online game by buying shit. Like you just don't have those opportunities to monetize in a single player game. So that's, you know, they're going to be hostile to that because they just want to force us all to participate in these other bullshit little markets they've created. But at the time of recording, EA has still been embroiled in this this bit you know they're they're still trending like a day or two after that it's happened. so dumb yeah. it's so dumb like how how stupid how did they even like like just just so openly telling on themselves like we don't give a fuck about any any sort of experience we just want to make sure that uh we can collect your money in the online game store thanks thanks bye uh yeah no it's it's gross it's gross you know ea you know has you know had largely, you know, stayed quiet, you know, as, as companies like Activision and Square are like trying to like, yeah, you know, take too. their title as, you know, the worst, <laughs> the worst publishers Dude, What I like there, to have imagined you know, happened. Like, nope, they got to stick their foot back in it. Was you, you know how like the, the like cartoon idea of like, they like sit there and like they hold it in while everyone else is saying things. And they're just like boiling up and boiling <laughs> up and then they just had to release it. This was how they did it. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. <laughs> we must do something <laughs> must say something bad about myself yeah. <laughs> all right so again these are you know our enemies stay at it you know and so again it's like the the meme of uh of um patrick bateman just like the you know like yes. how i wake up every day knowing that my enemies are ontologically evil and there's no act against them is morally bad uh you know it's just like uh yeah it's just how i feel some of these days uh yeah okay that was that's all i got here for us folks any any other any other lingering thoughts or anything else that uh that i failed to pick up it's officially uh, fuck the supreme court okay yeah.
Yeah, it goes. Yeah, should go without saying, but yeah. Oh, I was going to say it's officially undemocratic. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you finish. You finish. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I was going to end with a lighter mood of it's officially uh, Q3 Steam Deck time, which means someone on this podcast (laughs) and any given recording could have a Steam Deck in his hands now. Can't wait. No, I'm like, I, I, you're, you're definitely going to be bringing it over and we're, and we're going to be, I'm going to be testing it out as well. Absolutely. I've been, I've been watching a bunch of videos, like, uh, I think it was like PC world. Yeah. the channel that's been doing it. That's like my here. I played like 20 turn-based games or I played 20 RPGs on the yeah. Steam Deck and here's how they ran. And it's making me very excited. And, uh, I mean, again, it's taken all my self-control not to do, a, you know, put a reservation in for myself. So like not to not to be that person, but like I can't wait to see what God of War handheld looks like. Is that's a full verified wild. game? Like, yeah, wild, wild uh, to me that you could that you could do that. Imagine, yeah. Imagine going back to 2018 when it launched on PS4 as one of the best looking <laughs> PS4 games ever, and then just holding this handheld slightly larger than the Switch and being like, "Yeah, sup?" They'd probably be like, "Oh my God, Sony made a new Vita." <laughs> yeah true all right uh so it's plug time uh plug be sure to check us out on check us out on twitch at uh, campaign underscore comrades we were just talking about before recording we may be shaking up a little bit of our of our content just because there's so much stuff that goes on here even not in a week where like so this was like our our holdover week where we took a week off and we had two weeks a two-week backlog and stuff but there's so much interesting stuff to talk about that you know just, we just simply do not have enough time for because we're not doing two-hour podcasts like we did last time. Again, apologies, listeners, for that one, <laughs> and again for Nico for thank you so much for you know struggling through that one. Um, but uh, but uh, you know we're potentially going to be doing some live live stuff to things that didn't make the cut for here in the podcast. We might be uh, uncut you know, be trying our coming hand. your way. Yeah absolutely uh <laughs> so uh yeah look out for that follow us on twitter at cancom pods uh well that's where we'll you know be putting out uh you know announcements for what we got going on um yeah until next time we'll see you then Bye-bye. bye bye